host, Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Please feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Well, welcome, Naisha, to the podcast. Did you want to give our listeners a little bio about yourself to get started? Um, yeah, sure. So my name is Naisha. Um, I'm from Toronto, but uh, lived in Ottawa for about six years, um, pursuing my education. Um, I started a company called Brown Sugar um, that's founded on the idea of self-care and whatever that looks like for you. So you just kind of build a box for yourself. Um, I'm a student. Um, I'm pursuing my career in legal writing. Um, my background is Jamaican and Bayesian. And um, yeah. That's very cool. I'm actually from Ottawa, so <laughs> it's oh, nice, nice to so hear cool. that. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, what did you happen to study? Did you go to like Carleton or Ottawa U? Uh, funny story. So, I started out at Ottawa U. Um, in a program called Ethics and Society. And then at the end of my third year, I was having my like quarterly check-in with my academic advisor. And she's like, hey, so your program's actually abolished. You're the last one in it. Oh my God. So it'll be like basic philosophy moving forward. So I decided that I would like pursue my options with Carleton because I had applied there as well. And I actually wanted to go to Carleton for a long time, but then ended up choosing Ottawa U. And so I continued my education there, and then I took a pause for a bit. Um, but I'm going back in September, so yeah. Oh, nice. Well, that's good to hear that you were able to find a different program to go into that interests you, because, yeah, that I haven't heard a story like that yet. <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting, but, you know, we move forward, so it's okay. Exactly. What prompted you to start uh, your your company? Um, well, about like four years ago, actually, I had this kind of brewing. So I always had like issues with like scarring for my skin. And I had literally tried everything and spent like so much money, used my insurance to get like um, products that were recommended by dermatologists. And... They actually did the opposite of actually helping me. So eventually I was like, I'm not going to keep spending this kind of money. And I looked into like just natural, like home-based remedies. And one of them involved using brown sugar and diluted lemon juice. So like for a long time, my friends thought I was crazy because I had like brown sugar in the shower. And I was like using that as a part of like my remedy to make my own like body scrub. And from then I was like, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that go through the same stuff as me and have like these dermatologist recommended products that aren't effective and like just don't work for them. So what would I do if like, you know, I created a product for other people like me? And I had this idea for a long time, never really did anything with it. And then like even one time, like maybe two years ago, I decided that I would, actually start like getting into candle making and so like the two things together I ended up like kind of combining and said let me do this and then I finally started um in February of this year when my friend hosted uh black girl prom 
and I launched my business that day. So, yeah. That's so exciting then that you were like able to do that. Yeah, it was cool because like my friends and my family like always motivated me to start it. And I was just really shy about it. Like even now, sometimes talking about it, I get kind of really shy because it's essentially like my baby and something that I'm still working on perfecting. Then she was like, just do it. Like I'm creating the space. So like, just do it. And here's how you can be a part of it with your business. And so I just did it. Was there any advice that kind of stuck with you um, while creating your company or kind of pushing it to where it is today? Um, I'd say like one of the things I follow this um, girl from New York and she started a blog. And one of the things that she said was that like she was so worried about it being perfect for the longest time. And then she was just like, you know what, I'm just going to start it. So that kind of like gave me that little bit of a push to be like, you know what, I'm not gonna wait for it to be perfect. I'm not gonna wait until the website is exactly what I want. I'm just gonna just do it. And so I just did it whether or not I was fully prepared or like ready or I had everything exactly the way I wanted it. I just started because there's always gonna be changes that I'm gonna wanna make anyways. So yeah. I think that is so near and dear to everybody's heart as well. Um, we really take the advice that other people give us to try and build something off of it. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's really cool. And now we also like to ask this other, like, kind of more, um, I think it's like, yeah, it's kind of a harder question in that way, because a lot of people have to kind of reflect on it just because it changes over time for some people, or it just, it varies per person, but... Um, what does success mean to you based on all your experiences? Um, well, first thing is, is like, I wouldn't say like have like a cookie cutter, like example of like what success is. But for me, it's a matter of like setting a goal, um, something that's realistic, of course. Like I like to set smart goals with pretty much everything in my life. So something that's like attainable, something that's realistic and you know taking the appropriate steps to get there and i feel like every moment and every like struggle and every part of getting to that goal is like its own moment of success and at the end of the day like if i can look back and say like oh i did that or you know like i was a part of that or i participated in that thing like that for me is its own like set of goals Definitely. And I think it just jogged my memory from when you said smart goals. It just from my project management class in school, I think about it. Yeah. Um, but it is really true how like something like smart goals can really help like shape the outcomes, I guess, you have and the things you participate in, because I guess it helps you select what uh, you would like to be a part of, kind of, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. And like one of the good things about that, too, is like it helps me to be open to criticism because not every idea, not every goal is something that not necessarily that you can achieve, but like something that you can achieve right now. So it might not be something that, you know, is a reality for this current moment. But if I'm open to that criticism that like, you know, this is something I can work towards for later, then it makes sense. You know what I mean? And it's realistic. Definitely. Setting realistic goals. No, I was going to say, setting a realistic goal is so hard. You're like, yeah, I can run seven marathons this year. But, like, in reality, you actually haven't left your bed. 
not gonna happen but that's when it is important to either find somebody to help you set goals and help you with that criticism you know obviously in a nice way not to make you cry or anything but somebody to help you there to try and keep you like what's the word accountable yeah yeah Yeah. accountable yeah accountable with the things that you're doing in your everyday life yeah because like even with my family and everything like as much as like for some moments I did feel like oh my gosh like it's so annoying like they keep asking when am I going to start this business when am I going to start this business but like it kept me accountable and it kept like that goal of like starting this business in my mind and I know that it took me a long time to get there but it was something that was realistic it's something that you know I did have the skill set to actually make a lot of the things that I now make with ease but it was just a matter of like actually pushing myself so it was attainable it was manageable and it was something that like I could actually make tangible and grasp onto but I just had to actually put action behind it so yeah absolutely um have you faced I guess any um other times of like criticism throughout building your company um I would say it was probably just like the biggest thing was like, okay, um, you could do this with your product instead. So for example, like with my butters, I have a very specific way that I like my moisturizers and like I had to kind of get out of what I wanted to make more. And so like I upgraded my formula and I kept upgrading and upgrading and upgrading. And I know that it's only been a few months, but I've made proper changes that make it something that a lot of people really enjoy and it's because you know I had my friends be like hey you know what I think you're doing a really great job at what you're doing right now but here's something that you could do better and I didn't take it as a negative I took it as a you know what, okay I'm not making my products for me I'm making my products for other people so these are valid criticisms that could make my products that much better. That's good, though, how you were also able to tailor it in a way to people's needs mm-hmm. and, like, have that, like, participatory approach in the sense that, like, some your friends and even, like, in a sense, kind of the, uh, your, like, clients in a way were able to tell mm-hmm. you, like, what they would prefer and need for, like, their skin type as well. Because now that I think about it, too, there's a lot of skin types as well, which also kind of affects, like, um, the amount of products and the ingredients, I guess, that, like you would need to be able to, like, um, have, like, a variety of, like, people buy from your company. Exactly. So, like, I had to keep that in mind and not, like, just think about, okay, what's what's something that I like? Well, I can definitely incorporate things that I love, which are, like, certain types of warmer and muskier scents and things like that, and I can always keep it true to what I enjoy, but I also have to think of, like, the bigger picture, which is, you know, it's not just me buying the product, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. other people buying my product, so I have to be mindful of, okay, what is it that other people want from, a, for example, a butter? What do people want from a candle? Uh, what do people want from a body scrub? Like, is it moisturizing? Is it something that um, is more focused on cleanliness? Like, there are different things that I have to assess. And, like, even me setting up polls on my page to be like, okay, what are you guys looking for out of brown sugar? What do you guys want to see? And, you know, 
being a part of that conversation of like, okay, these are the things that people are looking for. This is what I can deliver on. And like not necessarily taking every single thing that everybody gives me, but taking bits and pieces to make it something that multiple people can use. So, yeah. How are you able to keep yourself um, knowledgeable and credible with the things that you do? Because um, are, are you like um, an esthetician or do you work closely with um, like chemists or able to do that sort of thing? Well, first thing I'd say is that one of my friends, her boyfriend, actually, he has a background in like the sciences and he also started his own skincare company. And he's super knowledgeable and the other thing is, is that one of my friends, I swear she should be an esthetician because like she knows all things skincare. And a lot of the times, like I even go to her for the, for advice on like when I should use certain products, how often I should use them, things like that. And um, honestly, like when I am thinking of ideas, I usually kind of run it by like friends and family first. And on top of that, I also do a lot of research. So I do a lot of reading. I watch a lot of videos. For me, primarily videos, just because that's kind of the way that I learn. But um, yeah, like I try to keep myself abreast to very simple things that can make my simple products better. Um, but I try not to delve into certain products that I know that I don't have the background or the knowledge or the accessibility to the background and the knowledge for those things. So. Yeah. Has that ever seemed to be a problem with any criticism that you have gotten? Um, no, because I think that I like honed in on a very specific set of products that, you know, there is a science behind it, but it's not like I'm creating like serums and stuff like that. Because again, I don't have the background, I don't have the knowledge, and I don't have the accessibility to the knowledge for like certain products. So I've kept it very simple. I'm like, okay. I've tried these different types of butters, so this is what I'd be looking for. This is what my friends look for, so this is a product that I think I would be effective in creating. Um, when it comes to like um, a body scrub, I started making my own body scrubs like four years ago, so this is something that I've had experience with and my friends have tried. And because I have my own personal experience and the experiences of people around me, I think that I've been very specific um, and very intentional about even the ingredients that I, that I include. So I haven't had any sort of like criticism in regards to that. I think the biggest thing was like being conscious of what people are looking for in product and especially and specifically with the butters um, and being aware of like, okay, what sort of moisturizers do people like? And what sort of things do they look for in that? So that would probably be the closest thing to like criticism that I've received surrounding like products that I've made. And I think in that way with being able to like, I don't think anyone really has to be able to do it all, especially within self-care. Like there's such a variety mm -hmm. of like things that you can kind of focus on. And I think that really does help tailor it, you know, and customize it to what your customers like want and need. Mm -hmm, yeah, like, because there's like so many different ways to even look at self care and like, um, even the products that you do for skincare as well. It's very easy to kind of create your own niche market because you know what people are looking for within that niche. So if I were to say like spontaneously, like, oh, I want to make cleansers. Well, uh, there'll be so much research and so much more involved in that. And 
again, like it's something that I'd have to be very intentional about, okay, like what are people looking for when they look for a cleanser? And then within that group of people that are looking for a cleanser, okay, who am I catering that particular cleanser to? Because like even with learning about skincare, I've had to learn, okay, like I need different cleansers depending on what my skin is doing at the time too. So those are all things that I've had to learn and like even had to consult my friends with. And it's just, it's a learning process, but um, I'm enjoying it though. There is absolutely nothing better than finishing making a sugar scrub because I make my own sugar scrubs at home too. And yeah. I don't, I literally put about two things in it, which, you know, I could care more, but I don't. Um, there's nothing more than, you know, <laughs> taking that first Sunday shower, getting your exfoliator on, ready to shave your legs, you know, or whatever you do on a Sunday. But nothing better. And I feel like you taking the time to really personalize everybody's experience with that is going to go far so people can have the best experience with your product. Yeah, because, like, I feel like there's a difference, at least personally. I feel like there's a difference when you know something was made with care and especially coming from a small business, you know, it's made with care, you know, it's it's made with love and it just feels, I don't know, there's just a good experience with it. Like even purchasing my friend's boyfriend's products, um, I enjoy taking care of my face. So when like I pull out, you know, that particular exfoliant, like one day of the week or two or three days of the week, just like, okay, so I'm going to do this, this, this. And there's just something really nice about being able to enjoy someone's product as well. So I try to, even when I'm making anything, even down to like my candles, I put on my headphones, listen to, to some music or, you know, watch Glee or something. And I'm just like making my products. And there's just a really good feeling when you put all time and effort and like, joy even if there isn't a lot of time into it but there's a lot of joy put into the products that you make because I feel like people kind of receive that energy when they get the products from you so yeah it's really nice I am so big into energy as well um and it's it's literally crazy how one day you could just feel so much from a product, whether it be a necklace somebody gave you or a sugar scrub or literally anything. The love that they have when they're making that really does benefit you. And people say whatever they want to say about energy and whatever, but it really does make a difference if you are enjoying every single thing that you do. Everybody sees it and everybody feels it. It's crazy. Yeah, like, I I don't know. I just, I guess, with even, I feel like, in my life, amongst my friends and amongst, like, even the things that I consume on social media, a lot of what I um, experience and see is, like, the word joy. And I feel like joy is something that, like, you can pass on to other people. And when you can kind of pass on that joy that you have when making a product or when doing something for someone it's definitely felt like you can feel it in the air you can feel it in the product and you almost enjoy that thing so much more so like even when people do certain deeds for me like there's a difference even if you don't believe in energy there's a difference versus like someone wanting to do something for you versus doing it out of obligation like you experience that even when you go to like a restaurant you can see those like cheerful servers versus someone where it's like I'm here for the paycheck and the tips you know what I mean so 
even when it comes to my products, although someone doesn't get that face-to-face experience with me, I like to make sure that they still have that good feeling um, from customer service to um, when they get the box, how it's presented, everything about it, it's all in the details for me. And that, I think, yeah, as you were saying, like can be really appreciated by a customer. Like, even if it's not face-to-face, just those little touches and, like, kind of the effort that's shown on from, like, an individual is really important in, like, a world where, like, we have these huge, massive companies that basically don't even, like, really know what's going into their products or, like, who their employees are. Exactly, yeah. Like, a lot of times with, like, bigger companies, because I've worked for so many big companies, and a lot of times it's almost like you're just a number, versus if you work for a smaller company, I find you're more than just a number. You're a person, especially if they can identify you by name. Like, one thing is, is as big as Maddie is, one experience that really sat well with me was when, like, the president of the Ottawa location came to my office and he knew my name, he knew my background, like he knew basic facts about me. And it's like, I have never met you face to face in like a one-on-one interaction. So for him to have known who I was and to be able to identify me as more than just a number or a person that works in this office was, it made a difference. So I think there's several ways that you can incorporate that when it comes to business. So, yeah. Definitely. And out of, I guess, all your experiences when uh, joining the self-care industry, what has been like the most rewarding for you? Um, The most rewarding thing is like, whether it be a text or even someone sent me an email to be like, um, you know, thank you for the product. Um, I know you threw something in extra there for me, but like, is there any way that I can repay you? Like, this was so good. I told my mom about it. She uses the product. Like, a lot of people are telling their moms about it. And, like, moms, like, sending me emails or text messages to be like, hey, when can we meet up? I want to get this product. So, like, the uh-huh. most re- rewarded part is, like, knowing that, like, I'm not just affecting, like, the customers that have, like, direct interaction with me through social media or whatever. It's just, like, knowing that, like, oh, like, other people in the household are also enjoying the product, even if they didn't buy, like, they're enjoying it. They like it. Um, they can tell me things that they love about it and what it's doing for them. So, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, that, I feel like that's probably the most rewarding part is just knowing that, like, it puts a smile on people's face or, like, they get really happy just talking about what it's done for them. Um, my most popular product being, like, the butters and the candles. But, like, yeah, that's probably been the most rewarding at a time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is, is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. As we start to gear to the end of the podcast, we like to ask two um, other main questions. And then the first one would be, um, do you have, I guess, and feel free to shout out yourself. Do you have um, maybe a favorite ethical or sustainable product or 
any other small or local businesses that you'd like to give a shout out to that you love? Um, okay, so I'd say like maybe two is um, my friend's boyfriend's brand. Honestly, it's really good products. Like he's also into skincare as well. So he has like specific science behind um, from his ex exfoliants to his elixirs, cleansers, like a really good range of product. It's a small business. It's black owned. Um, definitely focused on sustainability. Um, so his brand is called Koa. So I really enjoy that. Um, and then it's a bigger company, but it is Canadian. Um, Frank and Oak, they have never been shy about being um, focused on like eco-friendly, sustainable products. Um, so for me, like I love both like the quality of the product that they have, but also the fact that like they have a service where you can get like a style advisor. So it's it almost feels a little bit more personal, even though it's a bigger company. Um, and the fact that it's also Canadian. So, um, yeah, those would probably be, like, my two main things. And, like, um, the third one would probably be Plato's Closet. So I know that they don't have a huge amount of locations, and it is, like, a smaller, big company. Um, but I look at sustainability in more ways than just like you know being eco-friendly i look at sustainability as like even the way that i shop for my clothing so like they have gently used um like accessories clothing all that kind of stuff great stuff in every location i've been to so yeah i really like um i really like those three companies i love plato's closet there's one down the street from my house great place great place great stuff yeah. too and then then the last question is what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode um i would say the biggest thing is that whatever it is that you want to start um at least it works for me is write down your idea review it with someone that you trust and just start it don't worry about it being perfect perfected along the way but just start whatever it is so if that's a business if that's writing a book if that's being involved in your community whatever it is that you do um just start it and do it with love um and you know remember that like the biggest thing is to think about self and what do you get out of this so does it bring you joy is it something that you do for the community and if you do it for the community be specific and intentional about that community that you're trying to benefit. Um, but just start it. So that would be like the biggest thing that I would say. Thank you so much, Naisha, for taking the time to come on our podcast and spend some of your Sunday morning with us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Did you want to give a shout out to your socials so that people can find you and connect with you? Yeah. So um, my business Instagram is brown sugar by NK. Um, and my website is the same. So it's www.brownsugarbynk.com. Um, so people have reached out to me on my personal. Um, so it's just Naisha Kiana. So Y-E-S-H-A-K-I-A-N-A. -A -A. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much my socials pretty much everywhere. So yeah. Amazing. Well, we thank you so much for coming on the pod. Did you have any last questions for us today? Um, I'd say like 
my last question for you would be <laughs> um what's your favorite like local um brand and like how do you guys practice self-care especially during quarantine Oh, no one. one's ever asked this yeah, stuff no, before. Amazing. <laughs> okay, well, um, for as long as I can remember, Sundays are my absolute favorite day of the week next to Monday. Um, so I usually do all my cleaning on Sundays, along with like my whole exfoliate shave routine in the shower. Okay. And that's my favorite form of self-care ever in the entire world. And then... As for like a local business, I love to support um, all of the local like vegan restaurants that we have here in Denver. Um, by far, I love to eat. Not a big like clothing person or like anything like that, but I do love <laughs> to eat. <laughs> That's really good because like honestly, when it comes to eat, I feel like it's an experience. I it like is. to spend my money on experiences. That's like to me the ultimate act of self care is like your experiences so that's nice Daniela um, what about you half, huh, yeah like I'm trying to think of because I feel like sometimes even recording this podcast is like self-care for me just being able to like okay. meet new people in that way but also um honestly my morning coffee every day is kind of self-care I just take a moment to like for myself to reflect and everything um, like, I kind of use it more as self-care, I guess. It can, like, anyone can have, like, a cup of coffee. But for me, it, like, reminds me to, like, take, like, maybe five to ten minutes and just, like, sit and think about my life. <laughs> um, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, for, like, local businesses and stuff, there is someone we will be having on later on uh, the podcast. And their shop is called Shop Sasa. And they, like, sell... Um, some scrunchies that they make and that's in ottawa Um, other than that i'm trying to think right now of another small or local business um can i find another one like do you like food too i like i feel like bank street has like some amazing places to eat oh my god i love i I'm, like, obsessed, and I went through, like, a period where I probably had it, like, twice a week or, like, once a week at least, a couple summers ago, and it was summer, too, <laughs> oddly enough, but, um, like, any pho place, so, like, pho by night, for example, I'm, like, obsessed with, I love Yes, they're on Uber reason. Eats. They are, oh they are, gosh. I know. <laughs> I used to work at a call center, and, like, if I wasn't getting pho, I was getting, um, Burrito Sensei. Oh, Amazing. is it good? I've never tried um, it. They're so good. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but they have like a salmon burrito um, sushi wrap. It's to die for. And if you don't like mayo, because I don't like mayo, so (laughs) I swap the mayo for more avocado and um, what's it called? Teriyaki sauce. Oh. Amazing place. Definitely try that. So if you want to get into eating as self-care. Yeah. Another way. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much again, Nisha. And thanks for asking us a question. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) No problem. No problem.